I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, You Attract What You Believe. Well, I've got two emails that I'm going to go through with you today. Both of them are from guys. The first guy is older. He's 50, He's in his 50s, basically. And the woman he's dating or been involved with is 49. And she's not really capable of having a monogamous relationship. She's kind of come into her own sexuality at 49 and she's really for the first time in her life becoming comfortable in her body. But she's not really great girlfriend material. And and the second email is from a guy who he was dating this girl. She was cheating on him. She's cheating on other people, other dudes that she had dated before him, prior to him, after him. And they, they split up about six months ago in big part to because he was acting like a huge beta male. And he's run into her a couple times in the past six months because he's like, hey, I'm not interested in being friends. But he hasn't seen any kind of indication or any evidence from her that she's interested in rekindling anything. She's in therapy now and he's found this out through multiple people and so – He's dating and sleeping with other women, but this woman is still in the back of his mind. And you know, the reason why I pulled out these two particular emails is a lot of times, like when I'm going through a, a, an email or a situation that somebody's in, it's like trying to take like a fifty thousand foot view of like what's really going on beyond the women that they're involved with. They want them back. They want something more that's going. It's the point I wanted to make about this, these particular situations, it's like these guys, and I talk about this a lot, because as human beings, we tend to behave in ways that are consistent with how we view ourselves to be. And most people tend to be like totally unconscious in how they go about life and how like certain people come in and out of their lives or certain situations come in and out of their lives. And the idea is you go through things in life, you have relationships come and go, you have people come and go, friends come and go, careers come and go, jobs come and go. And the idea is to learn from those situations. And the average person doesn't really realize how their thoughts, their emotions and their feelings influence not only their behavior but the kind of people and circumstances that they attract into their lives. And unless some people really get to understand that, it's like they're, they always tend to be kind of a victim of circumstance, if you will. Kind of like if you ever saw that old Three Stooges from the 30s and the 40s, Curly used to say, I'm a victim of circumstance. Which when I was a kid growing up, those were, those were really great. And what was interesting is before I was sat down to shoot this video, I was listening to some music and a song came on. Because we're basically in a couple of months is like the 20 year anniversary of when I got married. And so it just, it took, I was listening to this song by the Wallflowers called One Headlight. And there was a line in the song, and I think I've I might have talked about this in the past in a previous video, but there's a line in the song where he talks about there's got to be something better than in the middle. And I remember this song was on, and it was right after I had run into this girl I hadn't seen in like 10 years at that time, who I was totally in love with. In high school, but she happened to have a boyfriend, and after you know, she was a year ahead of me, she graduated and went off to college. I never thought anything of it because she had a boyfriend, so she wasn't available. And we'd become friends that last year she was around when she was a senior and I was a junior. And then I run into this girl, and it's just like it stirred all these feelings within me. And I always had these these doubts 
And, you know, I talked about this a lot in the book about how I got married. I really shouldn't have gotten married to my wife. You know, she was a great gal. It's like I wasn't comfortable enough trusting what was inside of me. And so the th- I want you to look at the theme of what these guys, like how they're viewing themselves and how they're behaving. And you can kind of pick up on that and as it relates to these situations that it's like they can't, it's like they're unable to really see the situation, the person for what they are because they're kind of blinded by their emotions. And if you don't understand how, how your emotions and your feelings affect you and how your belief system affects you, you tend to constantly attract the same kinds of people in the same kinds of situations. That's the universe's way of saying it's like until you transcend something, until it no longer has a power over you, until you're able to move beyond it as opposed to things just seemingly happening to you, it's like the same shit keeps happening over and over and over again. So I'm going to go through this quote that I wrote and we'll jump right into the first guy's email. And the quote says, the universe tends to bring us people and circumstances that are aligned with how we view and feel about ourselves, not how we want our lives to be. Why? So we can become self-aware of our own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and to ultimately transcend any limiting and false views we hold about ourselves. It is to become awake and aware of our true nature so we can become the creator of our lives instead of being victims of circumstance. It's to be consciously aware instead of unconsciously unaware. In other words, it's to become a pilot instead of a passenger. Once we become consciously enlightened about ourselves, only then can we become the masters of our fates and the captains of our souls. If you think about it, most people are just, they're existing in life. They're not really in charge of their lives and their outcomes. It's most of life really is just they're living in reaction to it and trying to avoid pain and trying to run away from things that don't feel comfortable. Even though to get to where they really want to be in life, they have to face things that at times are unpleasant, scary, fearful. And so they spend their lives avoiding or running away from what they really want. And it's not until they get to the end of their lives where they just realize they have nothing but regrets. And that's a sad place to be. But it's never too late to become the person you were meant to be. So let's go through the first guy's email. He says, hi, Corey. Could you please send... A vi- me a video that will answer two questions that will help me sort out some future understanding for me. Here's my situation. I split up with my gal several times, but we keep getting back together because of the amazing chemistry. And so what's interesting is you see how this guy's interacting with this woman, and it's like when you when I go, finish going through the email, you're gonna like any person with common sense say like, this is. This person's not – with their goals and their values are totally not aligned. But when you're in the situation and you're emotionally wrapped up in it, even when you know they're not right for you – and what's interesting is a lot of times when I talk to people and I do phone sessions with them, they're like, you know, I I pretty much thought you were going to say it but I just wanted your confirmation because knowing that I've interpreted this situation right and getting you to confirm it for me really gives me peace of mind so I can make the right decision. Because again, I talk about this a lot. It's like I teach self-reliance. 
In order to teach self-reliance, you have to become reliant upon yourself. It's like what Dr. Wayne Dyer said. When you trust in yourself, you're trusting in the same wisdom that created you. But how many people in the world really trust themselves? How many people really trust their heart, their intuition, and what feels right? Most people are always looking for validation that they're making the right decision or have the right people in their life based on what everybody else tells them. So they're always trying to conform to somebody else's worldview or the way they think this should be and they just completely ignore the fact that inside their heart is just fucking screaming at them on the inside. That's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge advocate for network chiropractic care because – and there was a video that I did on that called How to Become More Confident and Sure of Your Actions if you want to review that. Is because when, it, when you go to network care, network chiropractic care, it drops all the muscle tension in your nervous system slowly over time. And it's like in essence, it's kind of like turning your power on so to speak because when you have – when you're not comfortable listening to what you feel on the inside and that you, know, you start to experience that from the time you're a child and the older you get, the more that gets locked into your nervous system and your physiology is, is muscle tension. In essence, you kind of become numb to that. You kind of become numb to what you feel on the inside. But network care like reawakens you to what's already there and when you ignore your heart and what feels right on the inside, it's really emotionally, mentally, spiritually and physically unpleasant and painful in a lot of ways. And so it forces you to move in a new direction. But if your nervous system, you're so checked out with all the muscle tension, you don't really feel all those parts of your personality. It's like you're a zombie in essence. You're kind of sleepwalking through life. So back to this guy's email. He says, she's been with other men and tells me that no one comes close to satisfying her sexual needs. She claims that sex is most important for her in order for a relationship to go the distance. I do not hold that same level of importance. She's 49 and I'm 57. Well, interestingly enough, because you know I'm not in my 20s anymore, when I look at my sex drive in my 20s versus as I've gotten older, it's like you just definitely don't you admit you don't feel the same urges that you did when you're younger. It doesn't mean you don't enjoy it as much, but you also the older you get, the more experience you get, the more you appreciate really great deep experiences that you can have great memories from. It's like when you're a teenager in your 20s, it's like you just want to get experiences. It's like you hump anything that moves and you're excited about it. You're like, hey, I got laid. But as you get older, you want a richer experience. We actually like hanging out with the person even when you're not having sex. She calls herself a late bloomer and is just now beginning to enjoy her body. I had the pleasure of being with at least 50 different women in my lifetime. That being said, she has many firsts with me and cannot get enough. The list of firsts goes on like double climax, record squirting, she loves to look at the puddle in the sheets after a session of sex and looks at the puddle with great pride and achievement. Oh, look what we made together. It makes me laugh. She's like a little girl who just won an award. Making her come while she drives my car, making her come while I drive the car. I had her shaking and paralyzed with hands flat facing the ceiling, eyes wide open, mouth open, laying there frozen like a mannequin. 
I never have seen that before, nor has she experienced it before. It's really cool when you're with somebody that you love and you care about, and they have like an all, all bot, all over body orgasm. And of course, as a guy, you take credit for that, but really. A woman being able to experience that really is about her and her ability to let go and feel safe and comfortable. But as guys, you know, if a woman's happy, we take credit for her. If she's not happy, we blame ourselves for her. She always reverts back to how did I do that? She wants friends with benefits and that is all that she can offer because she is unable to be in a monogamous relationship. So obviously, what does that tell you? I mean the fact that this guy took the time to write this email, it's like what does he want? He wants a great, healthy, monogamous relationship. But who's he involved with? Somebody who's incapable of that. Hmm, something to think about. Now why is that? Why would somebody who wants a monogamous relationship get involved with somebody who has a history of being unable to be in a monogamous relationship? It's only one reason. He doesn't believe, deep down, doesn't believe that he deserves it. So he's behaving consistently with how he views himself to be. Because if you don't think you deserve it, you make excuses. Oh, but maybe it'll turn around. You know what? Maybe she gets a little therapy. It'll be great. But somebody that's 49 years old and has a problem being monogamous and faithful, it's just not realistic to think that you're going to somehow be different or that you're finally going to be the guy that she says, you know what? I'm going to be faithful to you for the rest of my life. When you love yourself and you value yourself and you know you deserve to have what you want, you will behave in ways that are consistent with that. Even though you may really love and care about somebody like obviously this guy cares about this girl. But the reality is she can't be what he wants. But because obviously deep down he doesn't believe he deserves that, he continues making excuses and talking himself into sticking around. Much like I did with my first wife even though deep down I knew it wasn't right I didn't listen to what was going on inside me I was listening to people around me I was asking their opinions because I, I was trying to talk myself into it and I literally did then I even remember the day after I bought the engagement ring I was sitting there thinking to myself as I was sitting in bed I was like I'm going to take this thing back I, I don't want to get married I don't feel it it's like this is not what I expected things to be like was somebody that I was going to marry. But I didn't listen to that because I wasn't comfortable enough yet. I was still kind of unconscious, if you will. But it's like after that whole experience, it's like that was a life-changing experience for me. It's like I was talking about the Wallflower song. I run into this this girl that I had gone to high school with that was totally crazy. It was like literally, I thought she was the most beautiful thing I ever seen in my life. And I remember it like it was yesterday, watching her as a cheerleader jet black hair, fucking gorgeous tan skin, just beautiful smile, beautiful fucking eyes. I was like a sophomore in high school. It was just bam. I mean, just, just fucking hit me. And then when I ran into her, like I was having all these doubts and I'm, you know, I was driving around that day and I was listening to that wallflower. So there's got to be something better than in the middle. And that's internally, it's like that started a shift within me. That was, it started moving me in another direction, moving me towards taking those difficult, painful, but necessary steps to get out of my marriage so I could go and pursue what I really wanted. I was like, literally, that was like 20 fucking years ago. 
seems like it was yesterday that all that you know that whole process started and and look where it led me to be I became a full-time life coach because of it it's like a, it's like when things happen to you it's like you really don't really understand the significance of things and what the meaning of them is <clears throat> until later on down the line like I can look back on it and go wow it makes so much sense all that stuff I went through but at the time I didn't really understand the significance of what I was thinking I was feeling and obviously running into that girl from high school so he's got two questions. He says, number one, is she damaged goods or can a woman typically go through a stage like this? So think about it. If you're focused on your outcome, if you love and you value yourself and you want somebody who values monogamy, right away, this is not somebody that has any kind of history of being monogamous. And if you don't think you deserve to have what you want, you make excuses. Oh, maybe it's just a stage. Like for me, oh, you know what? I've just got cold feet. That's why I feel hesitant to get married. And that was one of the things that went through my mind. Of course, I had I talked to several female friends of mine. Like, you know what, Corey? You just got cold feet. She's a really great girl. You'd be a fool if you let her get away. And I talked. I was trying to look for reasons to talk myself into it. And I sought validation outside of myself and other people, which of course I got, but yet I did not listen to what I was feeling on the inside. And deep down, he knows that this, intellectually he knows that this woman can't give him what he wants, but yet he still sticks around thinking things are going to be different. Why? Because obviously deep down, he's not, he, does he act like a guy who thinks he deserves to have what he wants? Of course not. Number two, how much importance should be placed on sex in a relationship? Well, here's the deal. When a woman's head over heels in love with you, she wants your attention all the time. She wants to be as close to you as, as much as she can. She'll want to be you – know, it's like when you go to bed at night, she'll want to have some part of her body in contact with you. And when a woman's happy, head over heels in love, she's going to want to have sex all the time if she's normal and she's healthy. But as she falls out of love and as she loses interest, she loses interest in those things. As a woman doesn't feel sexy anymore, what happens? She doesn't wear as much makeup. She doesn't take care of her body as much. She tends to cut all her hair off. Tends to start wearing baggy, non-sexual type clothes. But if she's happy and she's in love, she's going to want those things. And obviously he wants to feel – because the number one most important thing to men in a relationship, a long-term relationship, is loyalty. And so obviously he wants loyalty but he's with somebody who's incapable of that. And because of that, that's going to cause him always to hold back because he knows that she's not a loyal person but he wants that. That's important to him. The idea is to recognize why is he attracted to somebody like this? Why does he stay involved with somebody like this? And you or I, we can look at this situation and and we're not attached to it emotionally and say – you're wasting your time with this girl and that's that's the reality of it. You're wasting your time with somebody who just cannot give you what you want and you got to see that for what it is and you got to recognize that you're behaving like somebody who doesn't believe he deserves to have what he wants. And as long as you stay with somebody like this, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you can go, you know, gosh darn, I got this great girl. We have all this great chemistry. The sex is amazing. We make up and break up but yet – she has a problem being – she doesn't want to be monogamous. She wants to explore. Should I wait and stick it out? Fuck no. Get the hell out of there because 
this the longer you stay involved with somebody like this, the lo- you know the longer you're going to be kept from what you want. You know, it's like it's like those moments of decision. You just say, "Enough of this. I'm not going to behave in ways that are consistent with who I know I'm capable of being." And it's like as as painful as it was, I finally made the decision to end my marriage because it didn't feel right. It never felt right, but I talked myself into it. All of us do that on some level in some areas of our lives. And the key is once we become aware of that. We become aware of how our beliefs and our thoughts and our feelings influence our behavior. It's only then it's like recognizing that there's a problem and that we, once we acknowledge it, then we can do something about it. But if we act like there is no problem, then we just keep behaving the way we behave. So let's go through the second guy's email. He says, hi, coach. I'm really hoping you'll consider my email for one of your coaching newsletters. Well, congratulations. I'll get straight to the point. I met a woman at the end of 2014. We hit it off straight away, hooked up that night and started dating. It was great the first three months and she said she was falling for me in the first three weeks. It's kind of like right out of a movie, right out of a romance novel. It's the way they say it's supposed to be, right? I made mistakes. I was too available and compliant and I wanted to spend as much time with her as possible. So what does that tell you? I wanted to spend – so it's like a scarcity mindset. There's not enough. I'm not going to get enough of her. Is he behaving like somebody who people willingly stick around and love him long term? Or does he sound like somebody that's expecting it to disappear or dissolve? It's like he's behaving in a way like somebody who feels like he doesn't deserve it. And therefore, when you don't feel you deserve it, you act needy, you pursue too hard, you try to force things. At the end of the third month, she returned from a work trip abroad and was suddenly cold and distant. Now it's more difficult to get her to spend time with me. We talk and she says she has some stuff going on right now like family, friends, work, house, needs space. So I agree and I back off. Obviously, he's smothering her and she pushed him away. And why? Because he's not acting like he deserves to be there. He's not acting like somebody who feels worthy. And women know and see there's something not right here and they push the guy away. Over the next two months, things were a bit up and down. On my birthday, the end of month four, I had an emotional outburst and cried about her lack of affection for me. That sounds really masculine. It's like, so you acted like a woman. You acted like a pussy. And that went over like a lead balloon, obviously. This really cooled things off for the next few weeks. Uh, That's obviously predictable. And she dumped me early in month five saying we're not on the same page. I'm more invested. She's not feeling it, etc., etc. Obviously, she knew that he was way more into her than she was into him. I later found out after the work trip that she slept with an old flame that re-entered the picture upon her return and she slept with another guy after our first three weeks of dating. Both these emails that women have a problem with being faithful and monogamous. It's just something that's not important with them. And so without these guys realizing it, they're unconsciously unaware of how their behavior and their beliefs 
are causing them to continually interact with people that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you value and respect yourself, you're like, you know, screw this. I'm going to go find somebody who really values being with me. If you know you deserve it, you would never put up with this. Guys that come from a healthy family, girls that come from a healthy family, they could be on a first date and as soon as they, oh yeah, I cheated on this person, that person, yeah, I had an affair. And as soon as that comes out, they're like, they're out of there. They won't stick around for that. Because at the end of the day, cheaters, they believe that everybody cheats. Liars believe that everybody lies, at least on some level. And that justifies their behavior. I should point out that we never had the talk to be exclusive or become an official couple. It wouldn't have mattered, dude. But I'd assumed through our, in, our a- interactions that we were. When it comes to women, it's always a bad thing when guys assume. I also know that before the second guy, her friend told her that I was really into her. It's another reason why you don't spill your guts and tell your business to other people, especially people you got mutual friends in common because it's usually going to get back to the other person. I got angry and confronted her as if it was cheating, was it? If you weren't officially together, you could say no, but at the end of the day, if you're thinking that you're exclusive with this girl, I mean, was she telling you about these other people? Obviously not. But notice what she said about that. Her view of it was, she said we were dating, thought we were having fun, and she had other options. Part of the problem is you made assumptions. I calmed down and arranged to meet for closure talk. She said she was never that into it. Well, obviously she was pretty into it in the beginning until he acted like a beta male and turned her off. Didn't see a future, lost attraction, etc. I stuck to your seven principles. I said I wouldn't accept just being friends because I felt strongly about her and wanted a relationship. This is keep in mind this is after he's already found out that she's cheated on him or slept with a couple of guys right after they met and several months after they were together. Does that sound like she respects him? No. He's just a guy she happened to be fucking. That's the way she looked at it. She pretty much told him so. And she would not hear from me again, even though cutting her off is not what I wanted. But it was the right thing for you to do if you're to focus on your outcome. I said I cherished our time together and there had been no contact either way in the six months since. Although there have been one or two chance meetings via mutual friends, nothing of any significance happened. And things were just polite and civil as we agreed. But you hadn't heard from her in six months. Obviously, she didn't care anymore. I've been doing a lot of personal work on myself and I'm no longer the weak, needy guy. I'm getting lots of dates and hooking up with new women. And I'm not holding out hope, but I still really love this girl. My question is, if she does come back and we hang out, have fun, and hook up, should I trust her again with the possibility of a relationship as my girlfriend and commitment? Come on, man. This woman has nothing but a history of cheating. It's just even if she said even if she says she wants to be faithful, even if you get her to fall in love with you, she, a woman like this will be faithful as long as she's in love and she's happy. But as soon as her needs aren't getting met or she's not happy, loyalty doesn't mean shit to her. She's gonna go find somebody else. Or is this a case of her being suitable 
as a casual relationship and nothing more. So he's obviously heard me talk about this in the past and he realizes that no, it's not – she's just not capable. So on some level, he knows this but if he believes that he doesn't deserve to have this, then interacting with her justifies his worldview. I don't deserve to have what I want. So he wants somebody to be – it's like wanting to date somebody who doesn't want to date you, hoping things are going to change or waiting around in friend zone hoping that girl friend of yours, once she breaks up with the guy that she's with, she'll all of a sudden see you as the great guy and the love of her life and live happily ever after like they do in the movies. Obviously, it doesn't happen in real life. She had several boyfriends who cheated and walked out on her and has had a strained relationship with her family. Like attracts like. If she's a cheater, she cheats. She dates people that cheats. She believe. And what's her worldview? What do you think? Cheaters believe that everybody else cheats, so they tend to date other cheaters. They tend to attract other cheaters. When they see somebody that exhibits qualities of being disloyal, they find them more attractive because that matches their belief, even if they're totally unconscious of it or totally unaware of it. I know that she is now getting therapy over family stuff and is making big efforts to reconnect with them. I only mention this as I know you say that some women don't value loyalty, commitment, and family and I'm wondering if she isn't one. Well, dude, like Gerald Salente of the Trends Research Institute says, current events form future trends. Once a cheater, always a cheater. You got to recognize that you're involved with somebody who won't be faithful even though you – just like the first email, you want her to be faithful. She's just not capable of it. So the only thing you can do is you've already walked away. You just have to accept reality and you got to keep grinding. You got to keep moving forward and until you meet somebody that knocks your socks off, you're still going to wonder about her and you're still going to hope it's going to turn things around. So it's not easy to go for the things that you want in life. It's hard to go for the career that you really want. It's hard to go and create the business that you've always wanted. It's hard to walk away from these difficult situations when you're with somebody who's great in so many ways but they're not what you really want and to let them go and to move off into the unknown and wonder, is this going to work out? Is the next person that comes along going to be better than the last person or what happens if they're worse? I mean these are the things that I went through when I was deciding to leave my wife. I was fearful. I'd looked at my, my at least my experiences that I'd had at that point up until my life. I was 26, 27 years old, and she, my wife, was a, she was the greatest girl I'd ever dated up until that point in my life. Even though she wasn't everything that I had wanted, but I talked myself into it. And that's what most people do. We talk ourselves into settling. We talk ourselves, and the only reason that we put up with it. It's because deep down, we don't feel like we deserve it. And the average person is not aware of how that belief of not feeling like you're worthy. It's like for me growing up in a family where there were no I love you's, there were no hugs, there were no attaboys, there were no I'm proud of you. There were just a lot of yelling, verbal abuse, physical abuse or just being completely ignored. So you grow up and you have nothing but doubts within yourself and you're full of fear. You wonder if things are going to work out for you. 
you start to think that you don't deserve to have what you want or that you're not worthy, you're not worthy of love or there's something wrong with you, you're not lovable, you're not loved, you don't feel worthy. And when you believe that, you've ex- you've wanted love your whole life and you grow up and you become an adult and you want that more than anything but you have nothing but decades of not getting that. And then women come along like this and you're – interactions with them and your reality of being with them makes you feel exactly like the background or where you came from so it makes sense it's it's like life really hasn't changed much for you and so you look and you go gee why is this always happening why do all the girls that i want never want me and why is it the girls i really don't care about they won't leave me the fuck alone I, i didn't get that and it wasn't until I was 30, 31 years old that I got to experience that for the first time but it's because I got to the point where it's like – I remember because people do more to avoid pain than they do to gain pleasure and it's like I, I looked at the pain of the divorce and the expense and all that and the embarrassment of it. I mean it's, it's embarrassing to go tell your family, yeah, I, I know I just got married last year but hey, we're getting a divorce. So you tell all your friends that. You figure they're going to laugh at you. You know, Everybody that you work with, oh, why don't you work it out? Like, ah. Because everybody wants you to be like them. It's a difficult thing to do that. But I made a promise to myself. I got to the point where I was like, I've had enough of this. And for the guys that have written both these emails, you got to get to a place where you're just fucking tired of it. You're tired of things being this way. And you got to become strong enough to when you notice this bullshit behavior or you're out on a first or a second or a third date and the person you're on a date with starts telling you about an affair they had in the past or they tell you about a, a bad relationship that they had or that so-and-so was cheating and they were both cheating. It's like when you hear those things, when you hear somebody share how they've been unfaithful in the past, for you to sit there and think that you're somehow going to be different or if you just spend a little time, if you just love them more than their previous people that they were with, love them, that things will be all better. You're deluding yourself. It's foolish to think that. If you love and you value and you respect yourself, you're going to say, you know what? These are not the kind of people that I want to interact with. These are not the kind of friends that I want to have. These are not the kind of people that I want to date. Because what you tolerate, you invite more of it. What you observe, you participate in. It's definitely something to think about. It's not easy to walk away from these situations when you care. But the reality is these guys are interacting with women that make them feel exactly how they view themselves to be, that they don't deserve it. And it's recognizing that that is their tendency because of the background, their history, their upbringing, everything they've experienced. But again, once you're aware of that, once you're aware of how your beliefs have influenced your behavior, it's only then can you walk away from it. It's just like me. I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was lying to myself. I can't do this. I can't be married to this person. I can't have kids. I can't have, start a family with her. I'm not going to live. I can't live this lie anymore. It was tearing me up inside. And I finally became strong enough to walk away from it. It was the best thing that I ever did, even though it was excruciatingly painful. And the divorce took a couple of years to go through. It was like two or three years of things sucking ass with that situation it's like i didn't even date for six months after i left my wife i just wanted to focus on myself 
and I've made a promise. I said, I'll never get married again. I've come close several times, but I've learned to trust my intuition. And the older I've gotten and the more I've learned to trust my intuition in business, in my personal life, my friendships that I have, and just how I live and the way I believe and the way I act, the more comfortable I am. The, the less you try to live your life according to other people's expectations and the more you listen to what's on the inside, the better things are going to be. Got to, Like Wayne Dyer said, when you trust in yourself, you're trusting in the same wisdom that created you. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page on my website and book whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah.